Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast and our weekly update of property news, where I'm looking at what's hot in property right now. So Landlord Today recently did an article on what is the best yields and the least hassle areas in the UK. And what was really interesting about the report was that the best yielding areas of the UK, so the lower purchase price areas that provide the highest yields, don't necessarily give the least hassle. So, and if you go to a really expensive area, so the more expensive area you invest in, you will get a lower yield. But again, not necessarily the least hassle. How does that work? Well, very simply, in the lower yielding areas where you've got the highest return for your your bang for your buck, let's say, then there's a lot higher turnover of tenant. But also in these COVID times, There is a lot more of those type of properties, those areas where people are losing jobs, struggling financially, meaning you as a landlord will not necessarily get your actual rental income. So even though it produces the highest return, you don't necessarily get the money because the tenant can't afford to pay you right now. While if you go to the really expensive areas, those areas can produce you the lowest yielding property. But also, landlord today have found that the really expensive areas are areas where a lot of criminals have been preying on landlords, taking over properties. But also in the more expensive areas where you get the lower yields, the actual cost to get into the area is significant in terms of the amount of upfront money that you need. Housie Chief Executive Callum Brannan recently said that there's a common misconception that you need to invest big in an affluent area if you want a stress-free, high-return investment in the buy-to-let market. But this is rarely the case, he says, adding that areas with higher earners are always going to require a much larger investment cost upfront. We've also seen a huge problem posed in the most affluent areas of London, in particular, where professional crooks take over a property to sublet for months on end to the financial detriment of a landlord. He says this kind of problem is far less common in cheaper locations. So let's look at this. Really expensive areas, you've got a high amount of money to get in and you've got a lower yield. Cheaper areas, you've got less upfront investment higher yield, but issues right now due to COVID where a lot of people have been met unemployed and are struggling to make their rental payments, meaning that even though it looks like a higher yield, it doesn't necessarily transfer to that. So the best areas it seems to be to be investing is not necessarily the most expensive areas and not necessarily the cheapest areas, but somewhere in the middle. And here at Progressive, one of the things we always talk about is to be investing just outside of the cheap, because cheap does not mean valuable. Cheap means cheap. So it's interesting that the articles recently from Landlord Today and from Housie's chief chief executive um, back up that trend of investing in an area that you know that gives you a good return, but don't be thrown by the best area and don't be thrown by the highest looking return. 
Focus on areas with this good tenant demand, good rental areas and good employment prospects. In another recent article, Property Investor Today talks about how the UK holiday let market is booming right now. So because of staycations, because of a lot of people either not wanting to travel abroad or being unable to travel abroad, there's been a massive rise in the holiday let market from people wanting to holiday locally in and around the UK. In an article from Property Investor Today, Grant Seaton, Senior Business Lending Manager at the Cumberland, a specialist lender in the hospitality sector and one of the first building societies to operate within this growing holiday market, discussed the impact of July's stamp duty holiday announcement on the holiday let market. And he says that since July's announcement by Rishi Sunak about the stamp duty holiday, that the Cumberland's holiday let mortgage team has seen an increase by 39% the direct week after the holiday let announcement of people looking for mortgages for holiday lets. That's a massive increase within a week of people looking at investing into the holiday let market. Meanwhile, the latest data from Super Control shows bookings for UK holiday let cottages increased by 90% in July 2020 compared to July 2019. That is a massive increase and shows that there is a huge boom right now in the holiday let market. And that's not going to be going away anytime soon as we still come to terms with how COVID-19 will be affecting us into 2021, 2022. So certainly the holiday let market and serviced accommodation is somewhere where you should be looking to invest right now if you're looking for the best returns. And combine the demand for staycations right now with the removal of the lower level initial entry level stamp duty. So investors still have to pay the additional 3% if it's a second home or, or an investment property, but the initial stamp duty level being removed. That combined with the holiday let staycation boom gives a huge opportunity right now to be investing in that market and getting good properties at a good price with strong rental demand. Now let's look a little bit closer to home and within our progressive property community. So if you're not already a member of the progressive property community, then go to Facebook, go into the search engine, type in progressive property community and click the join button. There's over 33,000 property investors in there sharing stories, advising each other and supporting each other on their property journey. Make sure you join and keep up to date with the latest news in property. So here's a recent article from that community. How long are mortgage applications currently taking? So a recent discussion in the community around how long are mortgage applications currently taking? This question was posed by James Downs recently. So a shout out to James Downs. And it's had huge engagement, huge interaction within the community with lots of people talking about how there is a delay right now with mortgage applications. And the reason for the delay is a few different things. Number one is the local searches. So if you're looking to get searches done for your property, then there is a delay right now because of the councils and people, the count, because of the councils and solicitors not working at the same pace they worked at pre-COVID. They're now working at COVID pace. So what would take normally four to six weeks can be taking anything from eight to 12 plus weeks at the moment. So you need to bear that in mind when putting in offers for properties. Another reason why they're taking longer is 
the valuations. So getting valuers to come out to value your property is taking more time right now than it was pre-COVID. And the third reason, especially if you're buying within a limited company, is that you, and I've experienced this myself recently, is that you, with a limited company purchase, you will need to get independent legal advice to, because you, the person as the director of the company, needs to confirm that you understand that by taking out that company mortgage, that that debt needs to be paid back. Now, obviously, as investors, we understand that, but the lenders still want us to have what's called independent legal advice, which is sitting down with a solicitor, getting them to explain the risks of taking out a loan and you signing that to say, as a director of this company, I, I understand that it's my responsibility to pay that loan back. Here's the challenge, and it's one I'm personally facing right now, getting to sit down with an investor, especially if you're in a tier two or tier three region, the solicitors won't meet you face to face. One way around this is you could do a Zoom call. Now that is up to the discretion of the solicitor and whether they are willing to do that for you. So just three things to be aware of if you're looking to buy a property right now, if you're looking to go through a refinance right now, is things are taking longer than they were pre-COVID. In another article within the Progressive Property Facebook community, Nick Swales shares about having £100,000 to spend in property, but want to maximise the cash flow. What would you do with it? So, Again, lots of interaction in the community around that article and what you could do if you had £100,000 to invest. So I'm not saying Nick has, but if you had, what would you do with it? What would the best way to get a return on that money is? Interestingly, right now, the co-founders of Progressive, Rob Moore and Mark Homer, are running a YouTube series. So go to the Progressive Property YouTube channel, subscribe, and you can watch each episode of that series where they they are talking you through weekly how you can invest £5,000, how you could invest £10,000, how you can invest £20,000, up to £100,000 and above. So there's a series each week on a different level, different amount of money. So massive value for you there in the Progressive Property YouTube channel if you've got a sum of money, anything from £5,000 up to £100,000 that you're looking to invest in in not just property, but maybe other ways as well that they Rob Moore and Mark Homer, the co-founders of Progressive, talk through. So that will help you with the amount of money that you have to invest right now. Laura Muse, who is a regular contributor to the community, discusses if working from home, having home offices, bring up the value of your home or not. So since COVID, a lot of people have been setting up home offices, but not just a room in your house. What many people have been doing is they've been building purpose-built home offices in their gardens. And uh, we've had a discussion in the community launched by Laura around will those home offices, by putting them in your gardens, if they look professional, will they add value to your home? So Laura has even included a really beautiful picture of her new home office at the end of her garden. And she discusses the benefits of making that garden office. Her benefits are no more commuting to and from her work. She gets to work at home. It saves money because there's less commuting, there's less times traveling, there's less Starbucks coffee's been drank, less costs while away from the house more time with her family. So she's literally a minute or two away from her family so she can pop in and see the kids at any point. 
It is a professional look. So rather than using the kitchen table, you've got a proper professionally set up office at the end of the garden. Looks so much better if you're doing live feed videos, if you want to bring people around for meetings. Much, much more professional. And also the work home divide. So when you're sitting at home, and I've experienced this with having two young kids. So I've got a, a one and a half year old and a three and a half year old at the moment. And I've got a home office, which is separate to my house as well, similar to Laura. And um, in the property, if you're at home sitting at your kitchen table and you've got screaming kids, you've got a screaming wife maybe, then it's really good to get a home office divide so you can literally walk out of the house and feel like you're at work, but still just be a couple of minutes walk away. And then flexible hours. So you can pop to the office at any point, maybe late in the evening. You can do um, midnight working if you want. You can start early in the morning. You can start a little bit later. Quite often when I used to work in a job in the corporate world years ago, I'd spend an hour commuting to work in the morning, an hour commuting home. That's two hours extra sleep or two hours extra work, two extra income producing hours. So they're the things that Laura finds massively beneficial from having the home office. No commuting, saves money, more time with the family, professional look, work home divide and flexible hours. So massive shout out to Laura for sharing some great content within the community. So that's this week's update of property news from around the UK and within the progressive property community. Remember, make sure you've subscribed to the Progressive Property Podcast. We launch twice per week now, once per week every Tuesday with property knowledge, property content, and once per week is the property news update from around the UK and within the progressive community. Also, make sure you do subscribe to the Progressive Property Facebook community and subscribe to the Progressive Property YouTube channel where we share invaluable content every single week that can help you on your property journey. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been amazing. 